And for Yohannes and Ben Sara. So we are holding in Simon Sadik. We are up to Steve Yud Aleph. Mishi Yeshe Basic Nessus Beira, if you have a basic Nessus in your city, Vaina Nichnas by Lispalo, and you don't go in there to Davin, Nikro Shachin Ra, see what that means. If somebody who goes in does not go into Shul to the basic Nessus in his city to Davin, he chooses to Davin be Yechidus at home, he is considered a bad neighbor, Shachin Ra. We know the Mishnah says the starting point. Harfik Mishachin Rog, you got to stay away. The Goyim now Chas V'Sholem Golas, you get that he's going to be have to go into exile. Who loy to himself Ulabanov and to his offspring. So let's see the Mishavura. Why is that such a terrible thing? So Yesh Leivim Yesh Day But continues for here. If a person an interesting rule, if you have two two um, um, Beis Haknesses in your city. That you get more scar for the walking that you're going to have to go. So interesting, the first one to say that this idea that if you have two two shuls, you should preferably walk to the further one, leaving aside the joke, you know, that every Jew needs the shul that he davens in and the shul that he doesn't daven in. But the the um, walking to the more distant one, that is assuming that both are equal to you, so in every other sense. Not that, you know, if you're going to have more kavan in one over the other because there's less noise, there's less billable. If, if one is the place that you normally learn in, then there's another reason um, to overweigh one over the other. One has a larger group than the other one, so it's bereivam. So this is assuming both batik and siyas for you are par, no difference between the two. You get extra scha for walking to the other one. But if there's any reason why one might be a preference to you on a personal level, that your davening will be better than for any one of those reasons and many other reasons, it, this would not apply. Says the Mishabura, a bad neighbor doesn't visit his neighbors and ignores his neighbors. The Rabbi Nishalim is your neighbor over here. You have a basic nest in your city and you're not visiting. The stomach tongue. If we go to this is the, an interesting thing. He says that if you don't go to, if you live in a city that doesn't have minion but has a shul, are you still considered in shach and rav? You don't go to the shul to daven with a non minion or daven yourself. So some achrayim say it is. Primagadim says it's is mistabik. The im mispal If you have a minion in your house. The Chol Gabne ain't a nicker shach and ra. So then you don't stoop to the level that you call the shach and ra. The Chol Be'asara, Shechin to Sharia. Because any place that there's 10 Jews, the Shechina is going to come. Al Kabbanami, they chayv is basic nesses. You're not yoytza, the going to the basic nesses, which we learned yesterday. Not that it's a chiyav, but it's a better situation. So Malcolm Kaddish, you feel some more meniscabal. I'm kind of saying, Malcolm Kaddish, if a person makes a minion in his house, and he has a room set aside for Minyanim, so that room becomes like a basic nest. It's a Makam Kedusha. <clears throat> but if you have a, if you, to be considered a Shachan Ra, means you're davening at home with Yechidus when there's a basic nest in town. But if you're davening at home with a Minyan, you're not called a Shachan Ra. Still not the appropriate thing to do, per se, or still definitely not the best way to daven, as we learned yesterday, but you're not a Shachan. Shachan Ra, why are you called a Shachan Ra? Dixiv. All my bad neighbors, I'm going to uproot them from the land. So we see that the punishment for being a shachan ra is that a person 
gets exiled. What about in reverse? Somebody who is Makhved and he makes sure to come early to the Beis HaKnesses and to go in the evening to Marev to the Beis HaKnesses. Zoychel Arichas Yomim. Yizoychet Arichas Nam Shenema. Ashri Adam Shemeya Li. Lishkoit Al-Lasasai. Yom Yom praises the person that listens to me to come to my door every single day. By coming to the base manager, you're going to find life. It's based on the Gemara Sachem. I'm sorry, in Brachas. Over there, I think it was Rabbi Yechon, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. He says, uh, he asks, are there old people in Babel? And he said, they say yes. And he, they, he's like uh, perplexed. He says, how is it that there's old people in Babel? We know it says, Laman Yerbu Yumechem Al Hadama, that the Arichas Yaman comes from living in Eretz Yisrael. Then when they told him that this in Bavel, he says, oh, and they go there. He says, now I understand why they have a Rikas Yaman, because they're going there. It's like going to Etzisrael. It's like living in Etzisrael. Rough spot before the summer. This Al-Pikabola, uh, that the rock from the Beis Hamikdash is, is transported and exists in every single shul in there. So this 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 concept that a Rikas Yaman, you get a Rikas Yaman by going to the shul. Says the Mechaber, seek your base. Mitzvah, Loritz, the mitzvah to run when you go to the basic nessus. We'll see how far you have to run from what point. The chain mitzvah. Anytime you go into that mitzvah, go in, in a faster space. I feel of a Shabbos. Even on Shabbos, you're allowed to go ahead and run. I'll do very large footsteps on Shabbos, right? But to run in, into the basic nessus, you're allowed to have a kishayetz in basic nessus when you're leaving. Us or Lawrence, you are not allowed to run. So let's see the Mishabura. Why? Says Sifkat and Mem. Mitzvah Shenema Veneda. You'll know me. Near the full Adas Hashem. Run to know Hashem. Imizen Nilmai. The Kolshkin Shazar Az Shaloi Lamed Beemtsa Derech Lasich Mechaveret. Kalvachayma. You're supposed to run to the base magistrate. Kalvachayma to stop and you're walking to shul to stop and have a conversation with somebody. Nothing to do with the Dvar Mitzvah. You end up coming to Shul after Baruch after Kedusha. So it's the exact opposite of running to Shul. You're taking your time to go to Shul. That's inappropriate. I'm appreciative. You don't have to leave your house on, on five, ten blocks away and jog and run to Shul. You get to Shul out of breath and sweaty. Before, right before you get to the Bismarck, you should do a little run. The Shom Minka who Mitzvah Basak Nasis. There it shows that you're doing Basak Nasis. The Kasa Primagodim. And it says, certainly if you live by the guy, we'll see. Kasa Primagodim, the Bashach, or Shahalik Mentalis and Twil and the Yadai. Pamin Minka who says, there, when you walk, if you're walking into Shul with your Talis and Twil, everybody knows where you're going. So you don't necessarily have to run. Don't make a Chil Hashem out of this. They see these Jews running full speed through through the streets. Every every morning, but before you get into the Smedrish, you should you should speed up a little bit. At Pesach Beis you should run at Pesach Beis Knesses. Only this running is only told the told the door of the Beis Knesses. Beis Knesses. At me also Loritz. There you have to now be fear. You're in the base Hashem. You're in the room of Hashem. You have to go with Ema and Yira, not be running anymore. Doing psiyakasas during the week is also not uh, taking very large step. It's not a good idea. I am pretty good. Also, Lawrence, on the loyal, but when you leave, you shouldn't run. The loyal psiyakasa and not take very large steps. Lafisha mara It seems like you were bothered having to be in the bismadrish. As soon as you get an opportunity, you you run. As they say, the child, when he's dismissed from yeshiva, is running out. He's happy to 
be leaving. You don't want to look that way. When does it say that you're not allowed to run out of Bismandish? If you're going to work, you're going to do your own thing. What happens if you're leaving? You have to run home, take care of something, put your kids on the bus, and then you're coming back to the shul to, to learn. Then you can run because it means that you'll be able to return faster. And so too, if, you, if you're leaving the basic Nessus in order to go to the Beit Medrash to learn Torah, you're also allowed to run. And they say, even if nobody knows that this is the reason you're running, you're allowed to do it since you're running for a Dvar Mitzvah. We'll see if this doesn't really apply. But back then, it was appropriate. You're allowed to spit in the basic Nessus. But there's a raglov and you rub it into the sand. They had sand floors then. Or there was some sort of straw or something on the floor, you'd be allowed to, um, you're, you're allowed to do that in the um, Beis HaKnesses. The Svarim write that, that, you know, obviously things have changed. It's not considered appropriate, and uh, and uh, since we wouldn't do it in our house, you wouldn't be allowed to do this in the Beis HaKnesses to spit on the floor. Large Beis HaKnesses perish. We're talking about not during Shema Nesra. If you're going to Shema, yourself during Shema, you can't leave the spit sitting on the ground. The Mishabur gives us an Eitzah. You told you want the basic Nessus. You want to not have this need to spit. You can chew on some licorice, which had a sweetness to it. Uh, natural licorice they were talking about. So, and that would create that you shouldn't have to constantly spit. I think they had more tooth decay in their mouth then, and they didn't have the same um, tooth care that we have today. And therefore, they probably had much more bad tasting saliva and things like that in their mouth, which probably caused them to have to spit a lot more. You shouldn't be chewing these um, sweet things right before. Even though during Anatinus you're allowed to swallow spit, but if you're going to swallow this sweetness in your mouth, that is still a mamushus, and therefore it would be inappropriate to do that right before Anatinus. Like I say, again, if you do spit in this matter, you cover up, return your language, yes, heaven, if there's straw on the floor, a gemi or some other stuff that they used to scatter on the floor, the basic nest is roiking all of it. You don't have to rub it in with your feet because you're already covering it with the straw. But again, this does not really apply in today's situation since we would not be spitting in our homes. We certainly shouldn't be spitting on the floor in the Vismadrish. Says the Mechaber Sif Yudal, Yashkevodim, the basic Knesset, the person should get up early, the basic Knesset, Kedei Sheyimne Im Hayud Rishonim. You should be part of the first ten. Mara says, Noitel Schakulim, to become part of the first ten. Kedei Sheyimne Vedafke Sheyispel Shemun. Being in the first ten is only a, a good thing if you're coming to Davin in that minion, to be in the first ten and then you're leaving, then you don't get the credit for being in the first ten. Says the Mishabur, We learned this earlier on by Hilch's Tzillin, that the, the Ariza was not part of the first ten. He had a very, he had a stomach ailment. He had a bad, uh, some sort of stomach ailment. He used to go Davin to Nate. So he wanted to wait until it was Mishayakir to put on his house and fill him so he can make a bracha. You can't do that. Not only should be part of the first ten, the ten people should wait outside and they should all walk into the Bismarck together. I haven't seen anybody who's not this way. 
obviously there's a big mila to be part of the um part of the uh first test. Let's do one more sif over here. Sif tesvav imnisha adam yichidi mespal bebeisaknesus shabbosados. If a person remains alone, so you are the last two people, right? I um uh is so what happened was you go to the shul and back then. You have to understand, Reb Chaim says that it might be different today because the roads are lit and it's different. Back then, the, the, a lot of the shuls were outside the town. If you were left there alone to walk home at night, you could be scared. So what happens? You're in shul and your friend is there. You're the second to the last person. You want to leave. So there's only one person still davening with basic nesach, and these basic nesach, it's outside in the field. Or if it's even the one in the city, but the streets are dark, it's by night. You have to stay there and wait for them. Because what can happen is the one guy remaining, if he sees his friend leaving, he's not going to be able to concentrate on his davening because now he knows I got to walk home in the dark myself and I'm very nervous, right? If there's one guy remaining is going with a very, very long shmanasra, then it's not my problem. I don't have to wait for him. So again, the Allah Khan is telling us that there's only two people left in shul. And a place that the person would be scared to walk home alone, you're not allowed to leave, <coughs> causing the person to walk home alone. So in most cases in our situation, wouldn't. But let's say you're in a, in a I, I was recently in a city and someone told me, that the shul is in this and this neighborhood, don't be nervous. It's a little bit of a bad neighborhood. The shul is, but, you know, if you park right near the shul, you'll be okay. So you're in such a situation, and there's only, everybody finishes up and is leaving, and there's only one guy left. I'm the second to last guy. I, if I leave, he's not going to be concentrating on his diving because now he's sitting and thinking, I got to walk through this dangerous neighborhood myself. So I have to wait for him. I'm sorry, this rule that I have to wait for him, is only if he showed up in time. So he comes in late. There was no chance that he can finish his tefillah in the same time. I don't have to wait for him. Since he saw that he'll never be able to finish, and he still came in. It shows that he doesn't care. He's not scared. To wait for that person as well. It's a gemilas chesed that you're doing by waiting for the person that the person shouldn't be fearful of walking home themselves.